They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast, where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. Oh, boy. This man is repping his stupid ass. Is that a beanie? I've never (laughs) seen that before. I mean, when is this going to stop? It has to stop at some point. Yo, I actually, so I went to a bar to watch this in Cincinnati. It's called The Pitch. And they were showing the Arsenal match. They always show that the Arsenal matches. So I went to check it out. It's been my, it's been my lucky play so far. I've been known for the, for the Tottenham game. Every single time I've gone, we've won. So I have to keep up the streak. And that's why I went. And they, they were giving out these raffles and... They, I just so happened to win. Like, they were just giving it. <laughs> I just happened to win it. So, they're like, yo, here's this beanie. I'm like, all right, mad. So, you know, big up the pitch. If you ever get a chance to check it out in Cincinnati, you should definitely. Is, is, that, an, is that an Arsenal pub? Because Arsenal game was on Peacock. Yeah, so, it's, so apparently it's the official, official Arsenal fan bar mm. you know, of, of Cincinnati. Wow. Who knew Cincinnati had such avid Arsenal fans? But enough of Arsenal. Let's get into their rivals, Tottenham. Unknowingly, they pick up the 2-0 win against Everton. Wow, boy. Kane at the penalty spot again. What do you make of it? How, how, do, you, how do you break this one down? I want to present to you guys a popular meme. It's from the Breaking Bad TV show where Jesse, for those of you who have watched Breaking Bad, he rants about how his co-operator who who turned into a villain, he screams out, he can't keep getting away with this in a crying voice. And I'm not going to, I'm not an actor, so I'm not going to recreate that. Tottenham can't keep getting away with this. And they somehow do. It's so annoying. I mean, is it I, I guess it's annoying for me as a as a United fan because I, I don't want them to be in the Champions League spot. But damn. How how do they keep winning? I I, I don't get it. This was a piss poor performance yet again. Saved by Pickford's error. Would I even say luck? No, because luck eventually runs out at some point, but they've been on this for weeks now. I just don't get it. Are we not giving Everton any credit here? No, Everton offered nothing. So negative. It's like there's no middle ground with Frank Lampard. Last season, they went toe-to-toe, got thrashed. This season, they offered nothing. Zero shots in the second half. They were camped in. Even when they went down 1-0, they didn't offer anything. Part of it was Richarlison getting subbed off due to injury and Bissouma coming on to make a 5-3-2, which Tottenham have looked more solid. But, I mean, how can you watch this team and, and think, yeah, this is what my, uh, what my team to play like? Because they were so negative. They didn't offer anything. And a few chances in the first half, they just blew it. I remember one with Onana and the one with Damari Gray. 
the Mario Gray one was purely just created out of nothing. Him just turning, good speed. But Onana, this guy for me, he was decent off the ball, I think. But this guy on the ball, he just not there for me. Having said that, Tottenham were the less worse of the two. So, I mean, I guess it is. Could you call it a dark arts? It's it's their way of winning. Moving on to Sunday's fixtures, Aston Villa hosted Chelsea, who also came out victorious 2-0. Mason Mount with a brace. Good to pounce there for the first goal. Second goal was an absolute screamer. But back to the first goal. What is Tyrone Mings doing? I mean, the England spot is up for grabs here. He ha- he's a left-footed centre-back. England don't have really any other left-footed centre-backs. It's already questions of who is going. He has a chance to show himself. But this guy, it's, it's, it's disgraceful. That is just, it's, it's just horrible. How can he, he's trying to head the ball out as a centre-back. That is just, that, that's embarrassing. I can understand if it's like Lucas Torreira, short, you know what I'm saying? Like midfielder trying to hit the ball out. I get it. But Mings, come on. Poor. Another player I want to ask you about, Mason Mount again at the brace. How do you think he's cementing himself in the World Cup squad coming up? He's coming into form at the right time, you could say, combining with the fact you mentioned about Mings' poor error for to really his chance to show his his, his ability he, to sh- show that he deserves to be in the World Cup. But yeah, Mason Mount, I mean, two goals today. He scored during the midweek at Milan as well, if I remember correctly. Just these players, there are players who seem to perform well at the right times. And Mason Mount, he's had a slow start, right? But with the World Cup coming up, he's coming into form. I mean, what better way to... I mean, that free kick, I didn't know he... I know he scored a few free kicks, but yeah, credit to him. And another one is is someone you hate. We we know famously. I don't know if the viewers know, but Edouard Mendy. Is he ever gonna get back into the side? Because he's not that good on the ball, right? So he doesn't fit Grand Potter's style of play. Kepa kept him in the game the whole game. And Villa were created good chances. So Kepa really deserves a credit as well. And it was really just those two for Chelsea. To be honest, I we mentioned uh, Villa were just not getting the results. They were performing decently. They performed well, and they just a mistake from their ex captain, and then a a free kick a screamer from a free kick. It, I think it's just it was just one of those games where a, a top side just comes into the town, it just has a bit. It's a bit too much for Villa, and that that's just it was just one of those games, I think. Now heading over to Ellen Road, where Arsenal 
had a very hard fought victory actually and that to me is a big sign of character that's something that i think all the arsenal fans wanted to see was a performance that wasn't necessarily going in our favor the momentum was against us but we were still able to grind out a victory so against what you have some big criticism about saka's right foot and this man basically just silenced you actually yeah the man just straight up silenced you today well we'll see if this was a case of a broken clock being right twice in a day but yeah again i only caught the second half of the game because of um, our game happening at the same time but not a good performance at all right i'm i'm sure you would agree with that as well but what's important is is three points and what do all the title winners have in common they grind out and win these games and i i don't i don't want to give arsenal too much credit i mean maybe i should but Leeds just didn't have the finishing boots on today. I, I think it's just they, they created numerous chances. How many how many more chances do you want in a single game against the top of the league? But yeah, I mean, th at the end of the day, Arsenal got the three points. They stuck in, grinded out the win. That, that's all that matters. So credit to Arsenal as well. No, yeah, 100% agree. We gave away way too many chances. Thought a couple of players in particular, Saliba's inexperience really showed today. I thought a couple of times in the first half as well, Tamiyasu, his passing was a bit straight. Defensively, so solid, always. Very consistent, very reliable. I also felt Party was very slow reacting today. Wasn't his best game. He seems a bit off it because even last match he was... He seemed a bit slow. I don't know if he's like playing with an injury or if he needs a rest or something. I feel like something is just up right now. But Gabriel, bro, what is he doing? Like he's he's about to cost us the game, literally. And I, I know your heart dropped 20 feet down below right there. I was like, what what annoyed me the most? It was is so unnecessary. It's like you could you just drop, take the fall, and then let Ramsey have the ball. Why is he kicking out? Like, why give the ref something to, to make a decision on? I, I don't know why he changed his red card to a yellow because I've seen that's a that's a red. No matter whether you, you hit, you actually affect the player and, and in, incur damage or not. That's a red kicking out at a player. And 100%. Chris Kavanaugh is just so weak. I don't I don't he's one of the worst referees in, in the Premier League along with Craig Pawson. But yeah, Gabriel just I don't know if he's that type of player, but to me he seems to let things get into his head. And that's never a good thing for a center half. Yeah, and I was saying it today as well that that's this is this is the thing with him. Like he's still young, yes, but Right now, he's the senior defender in the squad, like uh, in the in the in the four, right? So he has to be the one to keep a cool head, especially with a player like Saliba next to him, young, trying to learn. But he's yeah, like you say, his mentor just gets to him, and it's not the first time he's been rash on a couple of occasions, not necessarily from like uh, you know, lashing out, kicking out at somebody, but just from like. 
Mitrovic caught him against Liverpool. He he didn't get a good connection to clear the ball. It's always been him being a bit rash. So I think right now that may be where the momentum is starting to trend for Arsenal as a development, as what the fans think. I feel like if anyone's gonna get dropped, it's gonna be him. But right now we're looking good. I see a lot of positives in Gabriel as well. I'm not trying to knock him completely, but he has to really improve on on those factors, especially being the senior centre back. Yeah, I mean, if you really had to pick one out of the back four, he he's been the one that's you could say underperformed so far this season. But either way, got the win. I think this game it was weird. You know, players had a long break after kickoff. It was just it was a weird game. Ten minutes of out of time. I know the the first four minutes of uh, second half extra time was was from the VAR review, but yeah, I think that's about it. Yep, granted, out a great result. I think that's the most important. Man United hosting Newcastle. From what I saw, bro, Joe Ellington should have scored that. He, he he yep he he should have um plus we should have we had two sitters at the end of the game fred i mean this guy is so inconsistent he can be so good at certain things but he can be so bad at certain things like i've never seen a player like this guy would i like that in a player being i guess it's nice to have i mean he's not world class in anything Right, so this I mean, I can't believe it missed there. It, it's an open net. He didn't even hit the target. That was atrocious. And at the end, Rashford header didn't hit the target either. Yeah, it's I'm not that bothered by this I mean I guess I am. Dropping two points at home is is, is annoying, is not less than ideal. But we controlled the whole game pretty much. I guess with the exception of the first half. First half, I didn't expect Newcastle to start very expansive and very open, which they did. And they, it was an end to end game in the beginning, but then in the second half was was all us. So, and it was just those little mistakes in the final third and decision making that cost us. So, I'm not that bothered by the result because I saw a good performance. I think I know it might not look look like it because we didn't create much, but overall control, it's something that we haven't seen in a while. So just move on, I guess. So if that is a good kind of part of the development, you would say. Yeah, I mean, this is one thing you see when you're trying to learn a new system. Players being indecisive in the final third. And that's exactly what we saw today. Remember Dalo? I think it was right around the end of the second half as well. He dropped his shoulder. Lovely move. He was almost through on goal. And he just passes it backwards and takes him out of the, the frame. And that's I'm pointing out three of these examples to say overall throughout the game we just had mistakes and bad decision making in the final third and plus some poor finishing where if we had a proper number nine 
we're we're scoring and winning this game one nil or even two nil. Because I mean it was a bad miss. Both by Fred and Rashford. So would have been nice to get a result, but yeah, like you said, just a blip in the in the progress. Performance was good. But one thing I because you mentioned Saka, right? I I've never here's the thing with Saka. I mean, I would like to say I guess the, the category for Saka is he prefers his left foot. Right? He he doesn't he's not like he he's never gonna go down his on his right. And I think on his right is he's less effective, but he does use his right foot. And we saw that today against Leeds. But this guy, Anthony, it's like he's allergic to using his right foot. And I I value both footedness a lot in a player. And that is the same thing and same reason why I don't necessarily rate Odegaard that much because Odegaard is too left-footed. He's another guy who doesn't ever use his right foot. Agreed. And he kills the tempo a lot of the times. And Anthony today did the same thing. He got behind Dan Byrne multiple times. Dan Byrne couldn't keep up with him. And at the time where you need to use your right foot to whip the ball in, he takes an extra step to use the outside of his left foot and it just kills the tempo. And at this level, that split second, split moment, it might not look like it, but it's a big deal. And this guy, I guess his outside of the foot on his left is better than his right. That's why he's he's doing that, but that needs to change. Because once players catch up to him, catch up to his patterns, his moves, he's not going to be as effective. Yeah, that's a very good point. Or at least do it in a manner that it doesn't slow the tempo down, as you say. But... Right, right. I mean, we saw Arian Robin. He, he, he's another guy who was always on his left foot, but he always used it so effectively. And defenders, they, they knew what was coming, but they just couldn't stop it. Yeah, that's a, that's where the IQ part comes in. When to go in, when, when to tease them that you're going out and then go back in. There's like an art to it. And finally, moving on to the high-profile match of the weekend, Liverpool grinded out a 1-0 against City. Yo, City were probing that match, though. And again, Alisson, we've seen this three or four times. Alisson sets up Salah, and Salah's away. I mean, what do you do there as Cancelo? If you're Cancelo, what do you do there? Do you... Do you try and attack the ball or do you kind of drop back and let Salah beat you in, in the open field? Because I guess he misjudged the ball, but I, I don't necessarily think he made the wrong choice there. It was just a mistake. And that's the thing, right? It's not necessarily to say, okay, Joe, Joe Cancelo, he lost a duel. He did lose a duel. But then you look at the manager and you say, did was he set up in a way where he was left exposed, 1v1 versus Salah, where it's high risk to where the risk didn't pay off. There was no reward. Salah beat him in the duel and he was through one-on-one. So that can happen. And if there's no cover, then that's it. You're, you're, you're in a one-on-one situation. He paid for that mistake. And I think that's... That's also down to Pep. We have to look at Pep for that. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, but how do you expect an opponent's goalkeeper to provide that sort of spraying out pass from the back? You know, that's he, just so... He does it himself. He, ha- he has his own keeper that does that. So how can he not expect that and do research on the other team for that? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, I mean, this is... I guess you're right because this is not the first time City have been burned by this type of counters. You could argue that Pep is kind of stubborn in his ways because it happened again here where Joe Cancelo lost out, I think, to not to Dar, it was to Jota, and Darwin Nunes picked up the ball and was countering. Let me let me get into that in a sec. But Joe, Joe Cancelo again messing up, and then they're they're on the breakaway, and then they're just numbers against. There are a lot of numbers against few numbers, counter attacking. So maybe maybe his tactics work in a league setting because he's able to dominate ninety percent of the matches, and then there's those odd one out that doesn't that it doesn't work out, and then that's why in the Champions League with City it doesn't quite work because. That's that one game that you could lose. But back to Darwin Nunes here now. This guy is meant to be... This guy, 100 million. You're being compared to Haaland here. He's supposed to be a top finisher. But guy, you're too selfish. There was two occasions he should have passed the ball. That one that he... That Joe Cancelo messed up, that Jota picked up. And then he was breaking away. Salah was free on the right. Free, but he decides to shoot. Selfish and take on a long range shot. What is it with with him? Like sometimes strikers can be too selfish at that point, and it's something that I even complain about with Eddie and Ketia a lot. Sometimes he just decides to shoot when it's not the right time to shoot. Play the ball to the person who's in the better position, and Salah was in the better position. And now, the second chance, he had a chance to square it to Fabio Carvalho, just sitting right there. Dropping off right there, just simple pass. But then he decides to square it a difficult pass again to, to Alexander Arnold. Why is he always trying the difficult? And then the third time, he gets a one on one and tries to chip Edison, and it just comes off embarrassingly. And dives afterwards. What is wrong with this guy? 100 million for this guy? That's, that's I mean, for their sake, hopefully he can pick up form, but. As of now, is not is not looking good for him. Not looking good for Liverpool. I mean, the second one, I think he did well to find that cross for Trent. I guess better decision would have been to square it back to Fabio Carvalho. But the first one, I mean, I don't know if that's down to his selfishness or he just he's just not seeing the field right now. That could be down to his confidence. That could be down to his IQ, I guess. Because he seems to be more like a poacher type. He doesn't necessarily seem to be, you know, getting involved in the game, uh, spreading out the passes, in being involved in the build-up play and stuff. And maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. And maybe it is a bit of selfishness too. But yeah, he really should have killed the game off at least twice. And the second time he almost did. But I think had City come had they managed to score a goal? Yeah, I don't think you would have heard the end of Nunes. But luckily for him, they didn't. And 
Liverpool, again, this is why we mentioned. And I saw a lot of people slagging off Liverpool before this game, saying, oh, Holland's going to dunk on Van Dijk in, in his current form. No, I mean, this is the team that got to the Champions League final three times in the past five years. They're not just going to roll over like that just because of a bad bad blip in, in, in their season. And they showed it today. Yeah, there was one really crucial interception with Van Dyke where I think Joel Cancelo was coming on the right, square, yeah. was squaring it. Haaland was arriving. He's there. Like, he's always there. But Van Dyke, yeah. crucially. Yeah, if Van Dyke isn't there. Haaland's just blasting it into the net. I mean, he doesn't even need to blast it. The ball is coming at such a high pace. He just gets a touch on it and it's going in. Also, credit to Allison. I thought he played a very good game. Besides his assist. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Apple Music, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure to download the episode and share it with a friend. One of your friends that like football, put it in our football group chat. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so you guys don't miss any episodes and you stay up to date. And as well, the link to our Facebook page is in the description and the bio. So go get clicking, join our discussion, like our page, and share our page. Let's get some good football discussion going. And let's get the chat on. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in as always. And peace out.